Peace and love, family. Welcome back to all my free thinkers, red pill takers, all people trying to stay free from the matrix, unplug from the matrix, everything in between. This is Unspoken Words. I'm your host, Dasha Mel Cherry. Mr. Mel, whatever you call me, again, it ain't about me. This is episode one. And we're going to kick it off. I'm going to name the title of this episode. Banana in a tailpipe. Yeah. So you've probably heard that reference plenty times, plenty times. Some of you know who, what it is, what it refers to. All right. But I'll give you an actual synopsis of what that is. And as we talk and kick the Willy Bobo and actual factuals, you'll understand why I called it that. I hope so. If not, whatever. Moving forward. All right, there was a movie with the great, great, great comedian by the name of Eddie Murphy called Beverly Hills Cop. All right, they got one, two, and three, but this uh, reference to part one. And basically, there was a scene where um, he had some cops from another agency from L.A. or what have you, and they were just staking him out, watching him, keeping their eyes, keeping a tab on him, so to speak. So he's in the hotel room, and if you peep the movie... All right, you'll see a young Damon Wayans getting a young acting role up in there. All right, that's why I like digging in the crates watching old movies. But as I digress, um, so long story short, he went down to the bellhop, a.k.a. Damon Wayans, kicked the Willie Bobo with him, said he got some dudes out there, you know, they're kind of hungry, some cops, sent him some food. So gave a nice big order, ran it up on the room tab, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so he had Damon Wayans literally go out there bringing all the food trays carts everything bringing it to the cops who were literally staking them out watching them keeping tabs on them so as damon waynes is giving them the order and these guys are in the car they don't know what's going on he's just putting food on them bah, bah, bah. so of course cops they started eating so <laughs> while they're eating the food eddie murphy comes out um creeps around they don't see him Etc. Etc. And he has a whole bunch of bananas in the hand, and he literally stuffed the bananas in the tailpipe. Anybody who's mechanic cars, anybody knows anything about machinery, all right. If you stop up that car's tailpipe, the exhaust cannot properly uh, kick out, so the car is going to stall out, backfire, etc. Etc. So when he went to dip out his room and do what he do, investigate whatever it may be, um, they seen him leaving, tried to kick the car on, stall out aka the banana and the tailpipe so the reason why i'm calling that is because with a lot going on all right there's a lot of distractions a lot of confusion going on and this is just my take all right who knows drop a jewels agree disagree we'll chop it up that's what we're here for so getting into the first thing all right and breaking down this covid19 corona yada 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 now we gonna go down the rabbit hole. That's what we do here. That's what I do. All right. Sometimes you gonna leave things at the surface. It is what it is. Take it at first value. But sometimes you gotta go a little deeper. Go a little deeper to get the full understanding. Understanding. And then sometimes you just gotta step back and you know use your head for more than a hat rack and be like, does this actually make sense? So, with that said, we understand that it was put to us that it's a. Uh, virus in in the flu realm slash SARS realms and you can look up that SARS too all right because a lot of these things are not 
real and you can go by their words not by my words anything with the technical term virus is man-made and you have to ask yourself why would you have a patent on these things anything with a patent means that some creation from man was put on it it was not a natural existing thing hence for a patent just like if you created the light bulb watch whatever it may be anything you're designing personal business brand etc you get a patent okay so that's another rabbit hole you can go down all right and we'll talk about some of those things all right at different points of times when we're just harping on that but i just want to give the overall perspective so they say it's in the flu strain and you know they hyped everybody up with the numbers and there was no accountability because again as people unless we're not actually directly in what do we have to rely on our outside sources of media news etc etc and unfortunately um we have shifted to a culture where we have everything with the Burger King mentality. You know, people that eat fast food, that's on you. But when I say the Burger King mentality is I got to have it my way right now. So I'm only going to digest news. I'm only going to go to points that fit my mindset, my thinking, and keep me in my normal parameters. Okay, And I'm not going to really entertain things that's going to ruffle or rock that boat. Okay? Hmm. We're going to try and change that here on Unspoken Words. All right. So with that said, okay, you have a virus, flu type virus. Now we know the average number of flu deaths per year. It's usually within the 150 to 300,000 um, range. And we're talking about uh, nationwide. So in the scheme of, as we know, one life lost is always too many but we understand that's the ebb and flow of nature things go things come etc the ebb and flow of life and creation etc so we understand that certain things that's just what it is flu's been around for ever almost okay and we'll get into all that other stuff when i go down my area 51 stuff ah 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 but let's stay on topic so with that said you had a breakout at first. They stated it was, uh, you know, it can potentially affect um, pretty much the elderly, um, anybody pre-existing, heart disease, asthma, lung issues, different things of that nature. Um, but they said children, bad, good. Most other people, even if you get it, there's, uh, and it's still, that hasn't changed too much. That It's over 95%. Um, you know, it fluctuates depending on where you hear the jibber-jabber from. But at least a 90-plus percent recovery rate for most people unless you have some outside things going on. However, as we've seen, um, there's been a lot of people that have lost their lives that did not fit in those criterias, in those realms. Then, to add on top of that, it was the the way everything was moving, like everything was done in thief in the night. Bodies could not really get real autopsies. Um, they were just chalking it up to the game. Oh, they fell down some steps. Hey, Corona. Oh, broken hip bone. Hey, Corona. We're just going to chuck it to the game and we'll sort it out later. However, they were cremating the bodies. So how are you going to sort it out? 
you just chuck it up, write it down on a piece of paper. That's just what it is. And as we know, history is his story. So whatever's on that document, when somebody finds it, that's just what it is. But if there was no autopsy, no real thorough analysis that was actually done, how can we be for sure? Okay. But that's what they say. So moving forward, as we saw, it started spiraling out where it was and really fitting that. So watch the other countries um, take precedent in terms of moving to their quarantine. We were denying it, denying it. We're not going to even talk about Sunny Delight. Um, Y'all precedent. <laughs> well, I'm still in this country, so um, I'd have to adhere to some of those things as well, too. But moving forward. So, you know, he's saying one thing at 8 a.m., saying something different at 10 a.m. He's got his people saying one thing. He's contradicting them. They're contradicting themselves. Um, then, oh, no, we're never going to have to social distance. That's the other countries because, you know, we do everything right here in the U.S. of A. Um, so we watched how other countries went ahead. Of course, shout out to uh, those African nations that didn't listen and did what they needed to do or what they felt was the right uh, course of action for their countries. And and as we see, there's been numbers in outside places, but not like here. Um, even China was the initial culprit, and we understand there was information about a doctor and this and that, and, you know, who knows? But we're not in the details of those, so we don't have a access to actual information, but let's just use what they're telling us, what we see, and that information and that little intuition that we get from the Most High, from the Universal Creator, where when somebody tells us something, and you're like, mm, you give them the face, even if it's your people, you're like, mm, all right, if that's what you want to tell me. Okay, so moving forward. With all of that said, uh, we went through the quarantine phase. Never really quarantined because, you know, some states in the U.S. was like, fuck that. We're going to do what we want to do. Okay. So you had other states. New York went crazy. Um, California, other places. Um, and they shut literally the world down. Now, you have to ask yourself, like, At first, it wasn't that serious, okay? And people weren't buying it. But then, when you start taking away the games, basketball, baseball, hockey, football, so we're not even going to let the masses um, entertain themselves. So we're going to take that away from them as well, too. So now, besides the entertainment factor, as we know, sports is big business, big money, big things. Places like Disney World, all these entertainment events. So you're closing it down. So now the big companies, for the most part, they could take those hits, write it off, et cetera, et cetera. That's going to wipe out and really tidal wave a lot of small businesses or businesses that were floating by before. Who knows if they'll recover. Um, so you had a major thing of that, uh, of that nature where you have a big loss of stream revenue. All of these, now you're inciting emotion now. Now you're inciting emotion because you're literally affecting a man's bread and a woman's bread. How they can actually eat, live, survive, provide for themselves, their family, children, etc., etc. So now you're getting a different kind of animal in that person. 
all right? We're going into a survival type mode for some people. And as we know, we all have a different threshold in terms of what we feel when our survival is compromised. Some people, if their bank account hits a certain amount, oh, it's panic mode. Some people, if they don't have money in their actual pocket, okay? Some people, if, you know, if they don't have a salary paid position, you know, where they can bank on every two weeks or 15th and 31st where I'm getting this money, that is a pressure statement. And that's just on them. So imagine if you have, if they have people relying on them, et cetera, et cetera. So you can amplify that. So we have a nice stoking of emotion on one side as well, too. And loss of income, revenue, stress. People can't do the things that they normally do. They can't move in certain outlets, parameters. So you're getting a lot of more emotion, more fuel to the fire. Now let's throw in the whole every single video that you were seeing was another melanated people, mostly Africans, men and women and children. Let's not forget, this is not just men. Everybody, I understand because um, rest in peace, Brother Ahmad, rest in peace, Brother George. Um, but remember, Brianna, Brianna, rest in power, uh, Sister Brianna, she was in her house, all right? So that's men and women. So we can't just say it's the aggressive black man anymore, all right? Rest in power, Samir Rice was a little boy, 14, okay? So, and we don't want to rehash, um, and it's not that we don't want to touch those topics because we are going to touch them. But right now, let, we'll stay on the on the outside because once we get into the individual that's that's when we stoke our pain that's when we get into the emotions all right but right now we just want to look at it from a straight actual factual point of view so with that said now you have um and as uh african people disconnected and um stranded here on this continent we understand that since we've hit these shores, all right, we've been chased, persecuted, and all of these things. The only difference now is that with the age of media and technology, it's getting blasted to the forefront so everybody can see it, all right? But as people know, you get caught in one of those little towns that got one or two stoplights, hey, there's a chance that you may not make it out from a regular pullover stop because you have the cop, his brothers, the, the the chief of police, you know, his um, father-in-law happens to be the magistrate and, you know, the father-in-law's cousin or former business partner is the judge. And you'll see all three of those probably within a 24-hour basis and that's your ass, Mr. Postman. <laughs> um, sad to say. But with that said, so now you have the soaking of all this emotion now. All right. And now we already had the backlash and rise from people forget Charlottesville. That wasn't too long ago. Right. But we get amnesia because we worrying about some other things and we got our emotions and we looking in different places. So you had to, you still had that animosity because, again, eight years of a. I'll be respectful of a black man as president. Right, because I know I'm going to have some Obama lovers. Oh, he's so fine. We'll talk about all of that. 
and I'll bust that bubble. But you can still rock with the Obamas. That's all you want. But anyway, um, so after those eight years, and remember what was happening during those eight years. We had more people. It got to the point where you couldn't even watch TV. Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, all of these people happened under Obama. So everybody want to use Trump like a racist. Come on, man. I was born and raised in New York. Trump been a hustler, been a grind ball since he came out. So he ain't showing me nothing that I ain't already expect. But understand, you can hate him. You can wild us. That's the third. But he's not totally crazy. So let's put that in the bookmark for later. But anyway, um, so you have this eight years of a black president and people were not happy and they was letting it know. And for my people that live below the Mason-Dixie line or Dixon, Macy-Dixon, I don't give a rat's ass. But anyway, y'all know that line, Confederate nation, woohoo. All right. So once you got past that, they were letting it be known straight up what they were about, they didn't like him, he's the worst thing ever, boo, 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 and we understood that a lot of it was just because the man was melanated, no ifs, ands, buts about it, I mean, you had people, I mean, now, granted, that Affordable Care, uh, ACA, Affordable Care Health Act, um, was a good gesture, but... In a society where you're saying you send people to the moon, you can do better than that, fam. And I'm not going to make excuses. For some people, it benefited. Cool. A lot of people, if you had health care before and all of that thing, it just raised your rates and did a lot of things. So, again, take your feelings out of this Obama. Because oh, he's like Jesus. And he's going to save us. Stall me on that. All right? But anyway, I understand the gesture. But, again, for the masses of people that look like me your life did not change in those eight years don't sit back and come and tell me well you know my uncle his business and da, da, da. that's you that's a selfish statement right there that did not help the masses of people the masses of people of melanated black people don't have businesses don't own businesses all right so that health care did not really bump them at any point in time and remember when the situation happened in Dallas? If y'all go back and look, first thing Obama came out and said was, Dallas police, I'm with you. Mm. Look up the Freddie Gray incident when cats started tearing stuff up in B-more. Shout out to my B-more fans. All right, my peeps in B-more. All right, in Merlin and all that surrounding areas. But when people were tearing stuff up over Freddie Gray, righteously so, First thing Obama came out and said was, that's not doing anything. That serves no purpose. That's not speaking. I'm not going to quote him because I can't remember the quote, but I did put it up on my Facebook. I shared it and people were da 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 da. But literally, he said, no, you're not protesting. You're criminals. All the same thing that Trump said. But when it came from, you know, Obama, you know, it was like your pastor talking to you. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So, for the people with the love affair with Obama, I'm not going to break that. All right? Make sure you just ask them for some candy or some flowers to go along with the sweet words because other than that, you don't have anything but hope. Keep that alive. So, that's one aspect, okay? So, now you had the rise of George Floyd, and now 
less addressed to George Floyd. Rest in peace to that brother and his family, all right, who was slain and taken away. I've never watched the video. I've seen it. I've seen the clip, like I've seen the thumbnails and seen the pictures, but I don't have to watch out a broad day snuff film. Real talk. Um, I knew the end result. I knew where it was going. It was just like the Titanic. And if you got any kind of feeling as a compassionate, sentient being, that would disturb you. You wouldn't even want to see an animal go through that. Right? So now you have to ask yourself, what has put you in the mindset or prepared you where you can watch that? You may get a little emotional, but you can actually choose to top, dial in and watch that. Knowing that a real life human being is going to lose their life and you're, I want to tune in to see this. People forget about those shows when they used to make them on, on TV and you can only get them on tape because they wouldn't put them out everywhere. Banned from TV and all those things. Like I mean, as we got later and they got more popular, then they started easing those things into the normal media stream. And then you could find them on a late night cable or you know different channels, different things of that nature. But prior to that, you had to actually, you know, it was like a tape of this or that. You found it at some... Johnny Come Lately store, whatever, and it was like band footage, just wild stuff, and it was gory, it was gruesome, it was, you couldn't even watch it, sometimes once you went to uh, somebody's house or whoever had it, or they let you see the tape, you watched it one time, or you wouldn't even watch the whole thing, it's just wow. Now, yeah, some of the stuff, you see some people fall and doing dumb, st stupid stuff, it's some humor, because understand, as humans, we still love to watch a train wreck sometimes, okay, but Let's go back. Now you're talking about modern day media. Modern day from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. And we know it doesn't stop even when you go to bed because it's 24 hours since it's cable, which is most cycles. Um, and it's put on regular broad day TV. So you have it where actually your child might be in a room and seeing this. All right. And it actually happened. I can't. I don't want to mention the general's name i don't have the general's name but one of the broadcasters that i believe works with um jalen rose um and he said it popped up on the tv and he couldn't get it off he had you know it happens he had it was fumbling with the remote and his five six-year-old son was there and witnessed it and watched the george floyd video okay so this is the thing that's being put out there right in front of you now you have to step back get out the emotion why would this just be so easy to be put out there on TV for everybody to see? And then now let's flip, okay, and talk real turkey. So, in 92, when people was watching the Rodney King, when this man was getting the brakes beat off him, for I don't know how long, but it was more than eight minutes, right? All praise that he didn't die during that in instant. Um, rest in peace, Rodney King. All right. And went through the trial. Ba, 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 and they still got off. And they watched the video. That video was in what? It was grainy. 
You could see all the officers. Wasn't no gray area who the officers were. And they walked. Then what? The light. And you tore stuff up. Then they brought in a couple of people. Boom, 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 boom. Mr. King, rest in peace, got a settlement and all these different things. And they told you people, quiet down. Everything's okay. They brought out all your shea butter Negroes and your, you know, your preacher Pauli types. Calm down now, people. Calm down. This is not the way to do it. This is not the da 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 Because you know, anytime black people turn up, you bring up that J word. Jesus. And everybody calms down. And we go back. And we pray. And they tell you to pray for your enemy. And pray for your brothers and sisters. And I see Susie and Bobby and Jamel. No, Jamel never made it to Alpha Room. <laughs> but y'all understand what I'm saying. All right? Then you have somebody come back and give you that Novocaine. Numb you up again. Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. Turn on the radio. Come on, BET. Come on. MTV, let's watch a movie, all right? Entertainment, let's play, let's joke. Um, and now that brings me to the reason why I'm breaking that up is because there's things or there's actual factual programs, I'm going to tell you about some of them, called PSYOPs. Now, we understand what we saw on the screen, correct? Okay. All right, but now let's get into the depths of it, all right, because you had a crowd of people witnessing around. I'm not just going to point out to notice that two of those um, officers, I think they just started, so they're new to the party. So how the charges will stick on them, I don't know. But if you pull up some scenes for people that may traveling on those things look like a real ritualistic type thing because everybody's just kneeing down and the whole process it was really no reason they could have left them sitting on the ground okay could have left them just sitting on the ground cuffed and just talk to them bang, bang, bang. even if they show some video of them smacking them up a little bit he would still be alive check so the whole procession of them kneeling we're not even going to talk about the hand in the pocket all right because uh you got to study something um things and we'll get into those things a little bit further and uh more deeper but psyop programs are literally where it's not staged because real things happen um and real people can lose their lives during a fake movie or something fake going on rest in peace brandon lee bruce lee son all right he was on a movie set and somehow real bullets got on a real on a movie set, but he lost his life nonetheless. So going back to this, um, it's just what are the coincidences? What are the odds that Mr. Floyd and the cop had some not even real connection, but some a strange connection? Now I'm sure I know some of my friends that bounce or work clubs different things of that nature and they actually work at a club or some of people who may have been in law enforcement security etc those people tend to mingle all right because you have cops that work off duty and they work at the local bars clubs etc etc doing security earning extra money and you have some people that that's what they do they um bounce 
work security, et cetera, et cetera. So they'll see the same cops around similar times when, you know, stuff get called because it's usually the same cops that work that precinct, that area. So after a while, the owners get to know certain cops, vice versa, the cops work for them. It goes all around hand in hand. Now, the owner initially of the club initially came out and was like, yeah, they got history, blah, 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 and then fell back. Oh, no, well, they didn't work the same times, and, you know, Mr. Floyd usually worked for a separate vendor dealing with a lot of the um, black events um, compared to the different nights when the officer, uh, Chauvin, Chauvin, uh, would work. Okay, and I'm sure, but at some point in time, I'm sure even if it was uh, an all-black event and um, Mr. Floyd was working it, there's a chance that something might have happened. Come on, we party. All right, so the cops might have got called. Who's to say that Mr. Chauvin might not have shown up a couple of times even when Mr. Floyd was working? All right. Just throw that as a pin drop out there. Okay, but I'm not going to speculate because I don't know. All right, so again, like I told you, I'm not going to talk about what I don't know. It's just, okay, scratch my head on it. So now moving forward, understanding there's programs that, uh, like I said, called mind control, psyops. So, for instance, look up uh, Operation Blue Book um, or Blue Beam. Um, you have MK Ultra, which is a big one that everybody knows about. There's no um, falseness about it. You can literally Google it up. All right, don't believe me. MK Ultra, and just to get an understanding of what that program um, entails or how it would roll is pretty much we all love Jason Bourne. Check. All right, born supremacy identity, okay, all those things. That's the process, okay, where literally you take a human subjective to all different types of stress, um, almost similarly and torture different things to find that human's breaking point threshold to where the mind splits. And once they get that split of the mind, now they have your trigger. And when that mind splits, they can harness that part of you. Whether it's your subconscious, but it can still control you. As we know, the subconscious is just as powerful, if not powerful, as the conscious. However, once they've created that alternate or split personality, and they have that trigger, they have that control, that split personality is some something totally different. It could be a killer. It could be whatever they shape it into. Okay, They have that power, and they have your frequency where they can tune you in, whether it's a clap or a name or phone call i don't know but it is on record you can look it up um and just to be specific about some of those things all right let me dig in a crate for you all right for people that's in the know they already know but this is a great book you see it bring it close yeah so you can get a nice yeah everybody knows what that is let me turn it this way to the side so you can see it yeah behold a pale horse all right um rest in peace bill cooper william cooper and he was a former military man i mean and this guy included everything i mean detailed documents you know military records everything and literally he was exposed to the um, information about UFOs and black ops, secret governments, treaties, etc., and he just let it loose. 
no holes barred, no filter. So you want to read about some of those things. All right. And again, take that information and then challenge it. Like I said, I just gave you the NK Ultra just to throw it out there and pull it up. All right. Project Blue Beam. But if you want a little taste of what he's talking about, I mean, he gets into everything. Everybody's all big on New World Order and Illuminati. He's covered it all, all right, in depth, okay? So uh, it's a good read, all right? I don't know if they have an audio book for you lazy mofos out there, okay? Um, also, um, he really actually exposed um, some things, and I'm sorry if I have military people listening. You know, I got military people in my family. Love you all day, but yeah, people do some wild stuff. So with that said, I'm not going to go too hard in the book, but just one thing where he actually broke it down and showed the paperwork and the connection between U.S. Army intelligence and the connection with the Satan church. Okay, and we're going to give some names too. So with that said, um, psychotronic research is in its infancy. Now, this was obviously when they were first starting some of the programs. All right, but the U.S. Army already possesses an operational weapon system designed to do what LTC, Lieutenant Colonel, I guess, or Commander, I don't know, Alexander, would like ESP to do. All right, and we know um, extra sensory... I, I don't know, ESP, I can't remember the technical term for that, but we know ESP, where the, the mind is able to work outside and do certain things outside the body, okay? Um, continuing, quoting from the book, all right? Uh, except that this weapon system uses existing communications media, all right? It seems to map the minds of neutral and enemy individuals and then to change them in accordance with U.S. national interests. Hmm. All right. Now, in its present form, it is called Psychological Operations, or PSYOP. Okay. This is literally coming from military information that Mr. Cooper shared. Now, where the satanic connection to the church comes in, we'll give the actual factuals on that because there was an actual gentleman and I will give you his name so you can look it up. All right. The gentleman's name is Mr. Major Michael Aquino. A-Q-U-I-N-O. All right. So you can look it up. This is general information. This is not something, you know, off the records. But literally, um, Mr. Aquino, you can look it up. He was actually a known devil worshiper and he was a high positioned in the military in awful in um officer intelligence and he was a high priest in the satanic church and his sect was in connection with a broke off from the originator or the um I don't, I don't know if he started the um satanic church um anthony levey antoine levey uh let me make sure give you the actual factuals okay 
Yeah, a senior U.S. military intelligence officer with a secret security clearance admits he's also the founder and high priest of a satanic church. So, I don't know how much you can see, but the articles in the book, he actually includes the man's picture and everything. So, great book to pick up, Behold a Pale Horse, Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper. All right, good book. All right, so with that said, we know their actual PSYOP operations. We're not going to talk about all the mass shootings that happen. And then, of course, as humans, we have short intelli uh, short um, attention spans, so we, we move off those things moving forward. So, with that said, I'm not saying that uh, Mr. Floyd's death was fake or this or that, the third. All I'm saying is, let's step back out the emotions sometimes. And just gather the facts and then put all the facts together and be like, okay, does this make sense? Because sometimes the information you get, you have to question its source. And that's what we want to do. Question the source, question the source, question the source. So, went into those things, you know, mind control, all of those things. So, where do we go? Where do we go? Because I had this um, discussion I mean, with a few people, because that's the whole thing you see on Facebook right now. Oh, we need to vote. Uh, we got to get Trump out of here. And, you know, he's the cause of everything. So there was no racism before Trump. None of our black men, women, sisters, and children have gotten killed unnecessarily before Trump. Was Pelosi, Schumer, all those Democratic people who've been in office, and they love to tell you that they've been in office for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Did they feel the need to do anything? I'm just posing these questions. And, you know, I want you guys' comment, feedback, and then we'll go and chop it up from there. But now that everybody's taking a knee and Kenton Clark and, you know, power to the people. Everybody's apologizing. and So, the lovely, most honorable Dr. King, who everybody loves, right? Y'all love King. Everybody loves King. Who, who didn't love Dr. Martin Luther King except the hardcore racists and the Bull Connors and, you know, and right? And y'all killed him. Oh, no, y'all blamed it on one lone gunman. All right. And then this is what you have to ask yourself. Since Dr. King's passing and all that has gone on since that time frame, there was never one, one, Caucasian, male or female, that felt the need to pick up that mantle. And now understand when I say this, am I expecting anybody to come and rally for our people more than us? Of course not. But that's what you're seeing now. And y'all soaking it up. Let me know if that's... um red or purple Kool-Aid. Alright. I haven't drinking Kool-Aid in some time, so don't know how that tastes. 
But anyway, um, yeah. And now let me be clear. Do I feel that there are genuinely good natured um, white people in this world? I know them and I truly believe that. And when you examine those folks, they're humanists. They just want the best for everybody. They want to live their life comfortably and they truly, truly want the best for everybody. No hate, no love. You know, pretty much indifferent. Like, they see you, you treat them good, they treat you good. And that's how it should be across the world, across the masses. But a lot of people, as we know, don't feel that way. Okay? And there's people on both sides, and you got to ask yourself, who's stoking these people to keep going? Because now you have different demographics. You have the true, um, let's say, I would say the young white people that's out there on the front line. And I'm going to say some of them, because there's a whole bunch going on right now. There's a whole bunch going on. So you have that group of, of young white um, radical kids who don't adopt their parents' way of thinking. They, they no. They grew up where their best friend was Kevin around the corner or Jamal or, you know, they've been playing rec football with, you know, kids of all walks of life all their life and they truly are just, you know, cool ass, down ass people and they feel right is right, wrong is wrong and they're standing up. Can't knock it. Love it. Then you have the little side action going on. You got a bunch of, I'm sure there's Karens out there, but Karen can see an opportunity to get some free-ish. So she gonna mask up, Black Lives Matter. Get some free stuff, feel good, take some selfies. And let you come past her house in about three weeks looking like me. Mm. Might pick up that cell phone. I don't know who this is. I've never seen him on this block before. He's not really doing anything, but if you could just send a car by. Karen. So I say that with this. Sometimes family... You have to tend to your own backyard. Now stop being lazy. All right? As melanated people, as black people, all right? We want the world to come and help and, and cry us a river. No. Sorry to my religious folks, but 2000 came and went. 2012 came and went. And um, Jesus didn't feel the need to interject. And I'll get in religion on some other things. And we'll get into the actual facts with that. But let's just talk Turkey right now. We had eight years with a African-American president. You got rabbit ears sticking out your pockets. All right? You're getting shot dead in the street and people looking at you crazy. And now we got a whole bunch of shit. Well, I'm not going to uh, clown you because your heart may be in a good place. But I'm going to still throw it out there. A bunch of these shea butter Negroes. And, you know, Ashe, 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 let's vote. Okay. As we know, and people have said it time and time again, the clinical definition of insanity is repeating the same action and expecting different results. 
with that said, we've been on this continent since 1619. We know we're the original man. It's no claim, no doubt about that. These are facts, okay? The first ship that brought you over by Mr. John Hawkins, I'm not going to call him captain, he wasn't my captain, was the name good ship Jesus. Jesus brought us here. So I think we could chill about all that right now. But if y'all want to keep that going, we'll delve in that a little bit later. And I will respect all faiths, all praise. If it keeps you a righteous, morally just person, spreading love in the universe, hey, I don't care what faith you subscribe to. I've researched them all. I got Bibles, um, Quran. I've got to get a copy of the Torah and the um, Talmud. Nah, it's a little heavy. All right, and... Of course, got to start it off with the Egyptian Book of Dead or Coming Forth by Day and Night. Um, but anyway, so you have all of these things going on, okay? And now, instead of us taking this time, right, as black people to really say, all right, this might be the time where we can really make some changes because they, they're, they're doing things on an unprecedented level, not even in the civil rights um, in the heart of the civil rights, did they do some of these things in terms of just the outright apologies, this, that, the third. But now I step back. This is capitalism. These people worried about their dollars and their cents. And their cents is tied to their dollars, so they're not crazy. Let me jump out ahead of this. And, you know, I'm going to give you an apology. I'm going to come out, you know, in my dashiki, even though, you know, my name is uh, Tim Perdue. And Purdue done it, but I'm here for the people. And I'm not clowning, so I'm just using that as a you know, as an example. Um, and not saying that that fictitious character uh couldn't truly feel couldn't truly feel that um they're trying to be empathetic and sympathetic to our plight and our cause. And I dig it and I dig it. But this is my suggestion. This is just me, and to all um, my people, if you have those dope and cool ass white people, um, or if they're your significant other, we ain't going to talk about that right now. We'll go into that on another topic. Um, but the best way they can help us, we can use some of that financial capital infrastructure to help us set up certain things. All right. But that's it. That's it. Certain things has to be just us. Because now, understand, let's just talk about, let's just talk about factual numbers. We're only 12 to 13 percent of the population. Right? If we allow everybody to help us with our cause, it's no longer our cause. Because we have to say, well, what about the, 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 the 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 um the the Hispanic community and I love shout out to my Hispanic brothers and sisters. We ain't gonna talk about what y'all was doing to our brothers up in in the Heights right there. Mm. But we'll get on that on another level. Um, but again, then we worrying about this. But I find it funny that every time we're in pain as an African community, 
everybody got to tell us what about this and what about this what about the dogs what about the poodles what about the little midgets you know in greenland and we're like oh because we have a heart but nobody else moves like that and that's why they get stuff done every state every city i can't say everyone because you go to some places it's limited but for the most part major cities there's a chinatown it's not racial you could go in there and get your stuff but understand they hire their people they protect their people all right and they handle their business and they help each other and that's what we have to do that's what not just this platform about us talking because at the end I'm, i want to throw it out there so besides just commenting on uh what i'm talking about if you have information in terms of business links opportunities information share it so uh with that said at some point in time you have to deal with your family on your own okay it's just like a, a family all right Certain things you can ask your neighbor about and tell them about, different things of that nature. But on certain things, say something between you and your husband, you and your wife, whatever, you and your children. It don't even go outside that house. You, 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 you don't even tell other members of the family because it's not that they don't need to know, but they don't. Because they're not in the mix right now to help this situation. So only the people that need to know need to know. All right? And again, the sad part, I love my people, but we talk too damn much. You think you're going to sit on another man's couch and call your friends and formulate a plan of how you're going to overthrow this man in his house while you're sitting on his couch? You look foolish. So every time I see people, oh, Facebook blocked me from this and it took down this or YouTube, blah, 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 blah. You're on their platform. You can't stand on another man's coffee table and tell him how he ain't shit. That ain't going to happen. You could try it. I don't know how good that's going to fly. So with that said, that's why we got to start doing our own things, branching out, and everything ain't for everybody. We don't have to tell everybody what's going on unless they're involved in it. All these marches, all of those things, you just march. Because if not, then what? It's a plan. They're going to tell you when to come, how long you could be there, and when your ass better get out of town. All right? But if you want to set certain things up, and no, I am not preaching anything of violence or anything of that nature. But in terms of warfare, it's about planning. And if you're not planning, you're setting yourself up to fail. So I really want all of this stuff to go the way the universe organically intends it to go however that may be all right but we got to understand let's start doing some new things all right so for all my people that's oh no we got to vote and support the system let me just give you some actual factuals all right and so i'm digging up old information for you guys that i've had that i haven't touched in a while all right this is an article i pulled up I'm going to bring it close if you can see nice and slow. You can just see the date. All right. Bring that a little closer. I pulled that up in June of 2004. Okay. I'm not going to read the whole article, but let me just show you. And this was an article, um, and the title of it was African American Voters Don't Count. Okay. And this was posted Sunday, June 20th. Okay. 
and it was by Greg Palas. So I'll give the man credit. All right. And this was in the San Francisco Chronicle, Sunday, June 20th, 2004. All right. Start off at the top. One million black votes didn't count in the 2000 presidential election. It's not too hard to get your vote lost if some politicians want it to be lost. End quote. Check. And this was 2000, right? 2000 vote. Oh, y'all forgot about Florida, what they did. So let me get into that, okay, for all my people that's talking about voting and let's do this and we shall overcome. Yeah, all right. While invested in... Uh, while investigating the 2000 ballot Florida uh, ballot count in Florida for BBC television, I saw firsthand how the spoilage game was played with black voters, the predetermined losers. Okay. Now, again, these are not my words. This is I'm quoting from the article. You can look it up again. San Francisco Chronicle, Sunday, June 20th, 2004 by Greg Palast. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Last name P-A-L-A-S-T. Okay. Now, going a little further down the article, all right, now, he also states, but, but let's not get smug about Florida's Jim Crow spoilage rate. Civil Rights Commissioner Christopher Edley recently appointed Dean of Bolt Hall School of Law at UC Berkeley, took the Florida study nationwide. His team discovered the uncomfortable fact that Florida is typical of the nation and didn't it just say about Florida's Jim Crow spoiled rate and then it said the UC Berkeley study showed that it was typical of the nation okay I'll give you another one just so we just keep going on this voting tip power to the people alright now another one alright and this was in 2000, right? 2000. I pulled up the article in 2004, but he's talking about the 2000 election. Going digital won't fix the problem. Canada and Sweden vote on paper ballots with little spoilage and without suspicious counts. So it can be done. It can be done. All right. But in America, a simple fix based on paper balloting is resisted because unfortunately too many politicians who understand the racial bias in the vote spoilage game are its beneficiaries with little incentive to find those missing one million black voters ballots mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. that was one million votes and that was just you know, Florida in 2000. And who won that election? Bush. Okay. But I'll let you guys vote. Now, in all honesty, I'm not going to lie, I did vote for Obama. And that was the first time. And people, some of my people clowned me. And they know. Um, and I did it strictly for my ancestors who actually believed one voice, one vote, and it counted, and, you know, their voice would be heard. Don't tell me about the people that died and fought for voting in March. No, 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 no. They were fighting f to be free and treated like human beings. Whether voting was involved in it, who knows? But they were trying to live and eat. So if they thought voting was the key, yeah, you could have told them, 
Lucky Charms would have been the way to go. And they would have been on that board. When people are stressed, starving, under hence conditions, they will turn to anything. <coughs> Jesus. But um, I digress. All right. And one more jewel I'm going to just drop you with. And this is something actually that you can research as well, too. All right. It is in the congressional record of the Senate. All right. It is the secret Trini of Verona. Again, I had pulled this up years ago. All right. Still just had it. Thought it might be pertinent uh, to what we're talking about or what I'm discussing right now. And this was on the congressional record. Six, 64th Congress, first session, volume 53, part seven. And it was page 6781. And see, that's why they do these things. Who the hell is going to look on page 6781? But this is what you got to do when you actually try got to try and navigate through this matrix. They bank on you being lazy, not reading, not wanting to do the research. Oh, can I watch a movie? Can you send me an email? Is there a clip? No, sometimes you got to get off your ass and work. I'm going to do some of the work. I'm going to refer you to some people, too, as well, to actually um, get some good information. But again, challenge it, question it, study for yourself. But going back to it. All right. Now, um, this article um, or this congressional record um, was written by a member of Congress. And I'll read their words for it so you can understand exactly the purpose of it. And then I'll give a little light to it. I wish to put in the record the secret treaty of Verona of November 22nd, 1822, showing what this ancient conflict is between the rule of the few and the rule of the many. I wish to call the attention of the Senate to this treaty because it is the threat of this treaty which was the basis of the Monroe Doctrine. It throws a powerful white light upon the conflict between monarchical governments and government by the people. Okay, now for the people that's not sure what the Monroe Doctrine is, because some of us haven't been in school for some time, but we're going to go back in school here because, again, it's about love, learning. All right. So with that said, um, the Monroe Doctrine was basically um, to help establish or to get away from colonialism, British colonialism, the rise of the um, the colonies, okay, to escape colonialism and to end and to get away from that British rule. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what the Monroe Doctrine basically states. So this treaty was basically bringing up the fact that there were still parts of the government that were loyal to the elite, okay, um, and not the mass of the people, okay? And this, again, this goes back um, 1822, okay? Now you have to ask yourself, did you think this stopped, changed, whatever? Now, some people want to throw out the term deep state, Illuminati, this, that, the third, whatever term you want to use, that's up to you. That's okay. But understand there are people in elite groups that you never see, you don't hear their names, and they shape things they shape countries they shape organizations different things of that nature and i know there's some people we've got relatives that you know they're mason or eastern star this that the third again people don't understand those things prep you for those now in our per perspective 
because if you're melanated, African, or and you're in these groups, yeah, you could go higher ranks, but you don't really have no power. They'll use you and your job status or whatever, whatever, to raise money for the lodge and this and that. Okay, cool, cool. And you go and dances and all that, and that's cool. But now, let's talk factuals, all right? Anything you give time to, you give energy to. Anything you give energy to, you give life to. So, you running around, having secret meetings. Sometimes your spouses, because they, sometimes they, uh, you might have a, a man that's a mason, and wife might be an eastern star, yada, yada, elks, go down the rabbit hole, whatever you want. Um, so now, if it's so good for the rise of humanity and all of these things, why is it a secret? Now, I understand all information ain't for everybody. Because sometimes you can't handle it. Um, and everybody doesn't need to know everything. But where is all this good for the humanity? What are we doing? And if we got knowledge, knowledge is useless if you don't apply it or share it. Now, I'm not going to say all these people are wicked or anything of that nature. No, because I got family and friends in there. All right? But understand, what are we doing? And you got to understand that sometimes people are giving you information strategically to miss you, to lead you. For instance, um, you know, the ancient craft of Amun-Ra is actually where masonry comes from and the ways of the Egyptian priests, but it got corrupted. So I just asked some people, how are you considered a master on the third degree? I'll let y'all deal with that stuff, but I'm just throwing it out there. Hit me a comment and we chop it up and educate me. But I believe you got a little high up to go. And that's what they'll do. It's, it's a whole thing of just when you think you got it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. We changed that. No, we just did that to mislead you. Just to, da, 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 da. So it's a constant step and fetch it. And now you're using the person's ego as their own demise because people want knowledge. They feel, oh, yeah, I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm building. I'm getting strong. But all throughout the way, they're just misleading you. Having you look here. You think you got that? Oh, no, 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 no. Then we're going to break it down again. Da, 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 da. They study all faiths. If you go to a, a lodge, they're going to have the Torah, the Bible, and the Quran. But if people that move up the ranks, and I can't talk about Eastern Star stuff, but ask them about Albert Pike. Hmm. I'll just leave that right there and leave them on that and we'll discuss that on a later thing but getting back to the treaty okay so now just one article from this i'm not going to go into the whole depths again treaty of verona v-e-r-o-n-a you can look that up it's on a congressional record all right but article three of the secret treaty of verona says convinced that the principles of religion Contribute most powerfully to keep nations in the state of passive obedience, which they owe to their princes. The high contracting parties declare it to be their intention to, to, to sustain in their respective states those measures which the, which the clergy may adopt with the aim of ameliorating their own interests so intimately connected with the preservation of the authority of the princes. 
and the contracting powers join in offering their thanks to the Pope for what he has already done for them and solicit his constant cooperation in their views of submitting the nations. Hmm. Now, I'm not going to do the breakdown for you. All right. You can run it back, listen to the words, and you come to an understanding. All right. Straight English. You can print it out, digest it, shoot me an email, comment, got questions about it, got some other facts. Let's, let's talk about it. All right. But these is, yeah, and this was 1822. How many other secret treaties are on the congressional record? I guess we just got to wait for the Freedom of Information Act. All right. So I just gave you a couple of different things. All right. And now I don't want to get you scared. Get you all paranoid. One thing that I'm on is about building. All right. So again, we come with the aspect of love. We did a little learning. All right. Now we're going to organize, visualize, and get that energy popping. All right. So in terms of organization, all right, something just to help. I'm about to finish reading this. Only got a few pages left. But great book, Rest in Power, to the Most Honorable, um, Dr. John Henry Clark. All right. But this book, all right, African Civilizations, all right, by John Jackson. All right. All right. Good book. The forward is by... Um, Dr. Clark, all right, and also Renoko Rashidi, all right, as well, too, but just to give you a little idea, all right, and for some of us, we always hear that, oh, we, you know, the black man is God, and we come from kings and queens, and the gods and the earth, and peace nations, and you can't name one motherfucking thing about it, people, yo, Marcus Garvey, Marcus Garvey, don't know it. If I showed you eight pictures of Marcus Garvey, you couldn't even point out one sometimes. And I'm not saying you, because hopefully I'm talking to the people that are already in the know. But this is for the people that don't know. And this is our job, to learn, love them, understand them, and share that information. What they do with it, that's on them. But Introduction to African Civilizations literally gives you actual factual record accounts of different um, civilizations that uh, rose, fell, and given some details about, um, you know, the slave trade, all of those different things. And I just turned one of the things um, that just popped out that I had highlighted. So when I read stuff, as you see, I chop it up, I go through it. All right, but just one thing, and this is early in the book. All right, so... For all my brothers and sisters uh, um, who study um, the faith and the lovely faith of Islam, peace be unto you. Um, I'm not getting at your faith, but we can question the information in the history. Just like when we talk about the Bible or anything of that nature. Certain things in terms of your faith and what you believe, I will never question that at all. But if we're talking facts, talking turkeys, dates, and times and places, let's, let's get that smoke. Let's get it right. Because understand what you're saying is this is your soul. All right? Whatever faith you're choosing to follow, you're saying your soul is in it. So you need to know all about it. You know about your car. All right? You know about your job. 
you know, about your house, or this, that, the third. You know how that works. How about we know how that faith things work? So let's go into this quick thing. I just pulled it up. All right. So this little quick quote for all my brothers and sisters to say, you know, um, the first um, Muslim was Adam, right? And all of those things. And, you know, okay. So let's talk about it. All right. The influence of Islam and the Arabs in East Africa has been highly overstated. This influence was not always for the better. In fact, the Arabs, like all of the other invaders of Africa, did more harm than good. Let me read a little bit more. They, like the Europeans of a latter day, destroyed many African cultures that they did not understand. Their role in the East African slave trade brought wreck and ruin to the nation states in this part of Africa. They were not without achievements, but their achievements are outweighed by the harm they did. Hmm. Don't take my word for it. All right. But again, look it up. We love to talk about the Caucasians. But the Arabs started the slave trade. In the 1500s. Let y'all digest on that. Swallow it. We good. All right, back, people. All right, now with that said, we learned a little bit. We organized a little bit. All right, and now let's visualize. All right, visualize some of the things that we want. First as an individual, and then as a family, as a community, as a people. All right, but you got to start first with yourself. So sometimes be a little bit of selfish. Be a little bit of selfish. Be a little selfish. All right, so don't focus on a bunch of things about your character that you want to change focus on one one thing just one and then you build on it and you may get it you may not in this lifetime but it's okay but you started the process and now you're conscious of it so now once you're conscious of it you got to do work on it because that's where that's that's where the you know responsibility comes from you know better you do better okay so pick one task all right let's say procrastination that's a lot for some people Especially me. Um, so, um, no, uh, you know, no stranger uh, to that aspect. Okay, so for all my procrastinators out there, shut up, massive, but nah, not in a good way. Let's be serious. All right, you understand that that's your situation. Now let's go into the depths. Start off asking yourself, why do you procrastinate? Is it just certain things you procrastinate on? Is it all the time? Is it certain moods you're in, certain energies, different things of that nature? Find that vibe. Find that common place on why am I procrastinating? What is it? Or, you know, now once you get there, now take that information and then go a little further. And then once you, you know, get to the basis like, okay, I procrastinate on this, that, the third because of this, that, the third. Now. Some of those reasons, you'll be able to change straight up. Like, okay, if I don't do this, I won't put myself in that position, which might not cause me to procrastinate. Some things you just can't control. But now once it's in your in your head, in your mind, all right, you're putting that energy out there, you're going to start to move in a different way. Just on that aspect of procrastination because it's, it's a flag in your brain now. It's a flag in your brain. Like, oh, go, 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 go. And eventually, 
and start to get into a habit where you might not totally ever stop procrastinating, but you'll be a little bit better at it. And that's all we want. It's a little bit better. And then you take that as the people around you see you stop procrastinating. That rubs off on them just a little bit. Doesn't switch them. Doesn't change them overnight. No, they're still going to be their person and they're going to be them. But they'll take that energy. It's like, okay, I I could try that a little bit. All right, it works out. All right. And then it's just the law of attraction. All right. It's just going to bring more things to your universe. And then that's going to fuel you more to not procrastinate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I'm jumping on this podcast, um, sharing love, sharing all my thoughts, feelings, and bringing it to the masses and bringing the community. All right. Each one, teach one. Let's build each other up. All right. Spread that love again. Um, check it out. Uh, unspoken words, YouTube, unspoken words, Facebook, unspoken words, 247 on Instagram. And that's also the Gmail as well. Send me some comments, likes, shout outs, all that good stuff. Unspoken words, 247 at Gmail. All right. Send me a topic or two um, in terms of, you know, something that you got questions about or, hey, you know, you could comment, I'll voice your comment, put it out there. And then we chop it up about your comment, all right? And that, that's what we want. We want. I want this thing to grow organically and just take it where it goes, all right? So with that said, peace, love, soul, family. Again, take care of yourself. Take care of your, your fellow man, all right? Remember, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Wearing milk bone underwear. Peace and love, baby. <laughs>